Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch. Okay, well, we, oh, anyway. I sound we, like we, I'm recording in a in an industrial vat. Yeah, or in a submarine. Uh, in a submarine. Yeah, I'm in yes. a submarine. Yes, you sound like you're in sort of uh, some thriller. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you're the only one left. Yeah. And, and, and if I don't finish this in 10 seconds, you're going to decimate. It's like 28 days later. Basically, I'm moving house, so I have moved all the furniture out. So all the rooms are like this now. Uh, there isn't anywhere else for me to go that wow. doesn't sound like this. It's like you're living in a post-apocalyptic... Unless I sit in bed and it's too hot, frankly, because the humidity is about 150%. Mm. Yes. That's true. And mm. you can't put duvets near you. No. Well, it's fine because we've got loads of email. Oh, no, but you have to read them out. Yes. No, that's fine. I'll just... Okay. okay. You'll just hear them all twice. That's Somebody... All. You'll hear them going out and coming back. We <laughs> are an in-depth look at the arches with me, Jeff Thomas, Lucy V. Freeman <laughs> and Matt Rodriguez-Payne, etc., etc. And not Harriet. Harriet is in Italy where yeah. she has become entirely <laughs> nocturnal in an attempt to stop herself turning into a frazzle. How was it? Um, was it nice? Yeah, it was great, despite the heat wave. I mean, I mean, the heat wave was great, actually. <laughs> Much nicer than here. I love climate change. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love like 40 degrees as a amazing. Yeah, it was fine. It, it wasn't 40 degrees. Well, it was when we got there, actually. Then it was sort of 36, 37. But when it's 11 p.m. at night, that's mm. amazing. Mm. We had the best evenings mm. and some good mornings. And then basically from about 11 <laughs> onward, 11, between 11 and 5, it was too hot to go out. But... Apart from that. <laughs> but that's fine, isn't it? Because you just yeah. do what they do, which is yeah. go did... for a bit of a lie down and then re-emerge from yeah. your sweaty cocoon. Exactly. And, you know, long lunch, mm. mostly indoors because it was too hot outside. Mm. But still, it was just lovely, thanks. Good. And, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Good. Also, a coffee in Italy. You know, a cappuccino mm. is €1.20 yeah. and tastes delicious. Yeah. And a a, a cornetto. Maybe it's four quid and tastes like washing yeah. up water. So, mm. so we like we were like it was like we were breakfasting at Lidl the whole time because we'd get the bill for we'd always end up getting about ten pastries and four coffees, and it would be twelve euros. And we just I'd be like, oh, so we were so boring. We were just like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> we'd just constantly be working out how much it would be at our local coffee shop. It's like old people that always translate everything what it would have cost in the war. And you think, why? How is that relevant? But now I don't like the taste of a flat white anymore. Oh. I'm very Italian suddenly. Yes. I haven't turned into a frazzle. I've just turned into an Italian. Okay. Yeah. We, mm. we must go back to Circolo Popolare. Yes. Lucy, so I can talk mm. to Francesco yes. again properly. Oh, okay. yes, we'll um, I still don't know how to say sharing plate, though. No. 
So, let's, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. Well, Harriet, we began the week with Helen and Lee. Lee had forgotten to tick mow the lawn off his tar chart. <laughs> yeah. So Helen had a little word, which very rapidly turned into quite a lot of words, about whether or not the boys should know about Rob's imminent carkage. Helen and Lee really, really need to think about getting soundproofing, or if they're going to have a blazing row in their own house, at least... Do that strange whispering thing while the tape's running. I told you not to tell him that. They are actors. There they both are projecting away like Bilio with two sets of infantile ears flapping away on the other side of a flimsy wall. For the first half of the week, they saved the character count on the archers by just having Georgie as a slammed door and running footsteps. And there's another one gone as Johnny is going round the world yeah, on a boo. boat. It won't be for long. He'll be back before you know it, said everyone cheerily. And another actor sighs and gets his headshots redone for Spotlight. <laughs> Re the boat trip. Quite why we need to know all the details of a round-the-world yacht and the pepper pot things, I'm not sure. This is a classic example of Bridge Farm spending bloody days discussing something that doesn't matter when poor Fallon, who's actually yeah. some of their revenue, is hopping about waiting to find out if she has any future at all at Bridge Farm. Yeah. What do they mean anyway? Shall we let him go or not? How exactly are they going to stop him? He's on the harbour side signing up one foot on the deck. I think that was very much a courtesy call that he made then. <laughs> Helen was worried about what they would do for relief, but Tony said he'd just pop into the goat shed after dark like Pip was worried as everyone was taking their children away for holidays and she couldn't afford it. Well, I mean, she does have a great deal of expense, what with them. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, she decided to take poor old Rosie camping. Maybe they could repurpose the polytunnels. She reminisced happily about all the camping trips they'd had when she was a child. Uh, when did all <laughs> these happen? All I ever remember is David moaning, I wish we could get away, but we can't. What with the milking slash harvest slash calving slash lambing slash your mother's affair with the cowman, etc, etc. And now apparently they appear to have been away more than a footballer's wife with an Instagram account to fill up. The trips did sound a little bit odd, though. A casserole ended up in David's lap. What kind of a lunatic cooks a casserole on a camping trip? That's just not on. You cook things very, very quickly in the rain, camping, then spend two minutes eating it and an hour and a half cleaning up. Anyway, she's going with Stella, so that'll be nice for Rosie. Some mummy time with mummy and her probably new girlfriend. Stella was concerned as she said her cherries were being squeezed from both sides, which reminds me I must book my mammogram. Georgie decided to become everyone's agony uncle, and to be fair, he probably was in agony as he spent the night in a gaming chair, but I imagine he spent a lot of time with his joystick in his hand anyway. Yeah. Firstly, he put a brotherly arm around Henry and guided him into contacting his father. Slightly <laughs> odd that an 18-year-old is calling for a 10-year-old, but Helen was too busy furiously thinking of ways to stop Johnny enjoying himself to notice. She's turning into Aunt Ada Doom. None of them must leave. They must all stay here with me. Not Worcestershire, not round the world here near the woodshed. Then Georgie told his father, who clearly has mints for brains, that he'd been thinking about Hannah and that what would be the best thing for her would be eviction. So far, Hannah and Neil are the only two people who have properly grasped what a conniving shit Georgie is. But even so, I can't quite believe that all these grown adults are being taken in by a Machiavellian adolescent to quite this extent. And I cannot wait until Neil hears that thanks to his grandson, his ADC at Barrow is being forced to leave the village. 
The Grundy world of Poundland, aka the Summer Fate, is going great guns. Scaffolding poles and a bit of tarpaulin does not a marquee make, Eddie. Still sounds better than the usual guff. And finally, we ended the week with Brian doing his usual flip-flop loyalty and treating Adam like a schoolboy who'd just been a bit uppity with Matron. To be fair to Brian, Adam can't spend his entire time counting turnips at Bridge Farm and still demand to be consulted about Home Farm. But being forced to apologise to a grown woman by his stepdad is Mm. also a bit icky. The whole week has been about father figures and stepfathers. Ed, Will and Georgie, Henry and Rob, Lee and his girls, even Tracy and her dad. Let's see if the lesbians can fare any better. The end. Hurrah. Yes, it was all about that and how women... It was all sort of like the women's place as well, Mm. wasn't it? There was so much with... um, with, uh, When Will and Eddie had invited Brad round and they kept saying... Yeah, Brad's like, can I help with dinner? (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, Clary's going to do it. Oh, she's no, not back. Have you, so we're not going to start have you got tea. a penis, George? Have you got a penis, Brad? Yeah. Well, then you it's don't all, cook, do you? No. Yeah, it's all really else. horrible macho. But I yeah. did. They were they doing that deliberately to show where George was getting his anti-women ideas from? Probably. Or yeah. This has been such a good two weeks, hasn't it? It has. It really because I loved last week when I was obviously in Italy, but I was mm. listening. And when Emma went, who are you? Mm. I actually think that's the best bit of the arches I've heard. From. Yeah for years yeah i loved that and i loved the thanks ruth (laughs) oh he bought me a coffee thanks ruth see he actually he's a really good dad (laughs) (laughs) he's a really good husband (laughs) he's basically like harrison and fallon we're like harrison and fallon (laughs) no we're not like harrison and fallon at all (laughs) that's the trouble (laughs) (laughs) um who are you (laughs) i'm gonna just start saying that to rex who are you? I Rex thought, is going to turn into George. Is that, this is the worry. No. Uh, I <laughs> thought need... that um, the... I think what they're doing brilliantly is that strained atmosphere you get around teenagers where you have yet to experience this. It's a joy, I tell oh, you. Oh, God. When there are certain topics you can't go near because everybody starts bristling with, you know, and the teenagers basically controlling the... He's controlling the narrative. He's controlling what goes on. He's controlling oh, what can be talked about. He's, you know. I, I uh, feel like it's that fear, the fear that I have, that I, that I sort of got from that. It was really chilling, I thought, that episode, was because suddenly you know your kids. Don't, well, when they're little, you know them. Mm. Yeah, you're in control to mm. a certain extent. And, um, <laughs> but, but ultimately, they go to bed in your yes. house and yeah. they're safe. Yeah. But then when they, if they turn into... So, a ki- a, you know, if the child disappears and it yeah. becomes a person that you yeah. would never have imagined you'd yeah. have created, it must be so frightening. Yeah. Well, that's what people talk about when they talk about if their child suddenly changes personality, if they become addicted to something or they get in with a bad crowd with yeah. capital letters. Yeah. You know, and you suddenly think, I don't know this person anymore. No, it's so I mean, frightening. The transition to adulthood is always a bit like that when you have teenagers and you look at them and you you sort of go breezing along and they go, no, and you think, oh. Oh. And that's a real, it's like someone dumping cold water over you. You're like, ah, you're not, Yeah. you don't think I'm great anymore, do you? Oh, and you know, that's horrible, but that's just separation. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, but I do. if you don't have that, you end up with Helen and... Tom. So. Well, I do actually think as well, I don't know if this was deliberate, but I think the storyline of George sort of like lashing back at his parents going, y- y- this is what you present, you know, this is how you, cr- 
this mm. is what I've had to deal with all these years yeah. and it's never been discussed clearly yeah. yeah and therefore this is a consequence of yeah. this problem that has mm. was never dealt with and then if you sort of parallel that with the Helen and yes. Lee not yeah. talking to Henry yeah. yeah and that you know and so the moral of the whole thing is just don't hide away from the problem because it and because... yeah stop trying because Helen is trying to pretend that everything is fine yes, she wants to present it's... this perfect family and then you get a really mistrustful child who does listen yeah. at doors and wants to know what everyone's talking about because they know something's wrong and no one's telling them well and also They're he's not only dull. exactly and then of course he's going to believe Rob when Rob yeah. says you know there's another side to the story yes. and... and I'm the one that's telling you the truth yes. so you know yeah and it's so uh, of Helen I mean and obviously it's easier in the moment isn't it I guess to protect the child and not deal with that problem but um basically you have to you yeah they should have said to they should have yeah well I don't know what they yeah. should have. it's so hard it's so difficult yeah but I think Henry's a really good actor but the, yeah he is I mean I don't know who he is I meant to look him up actually but and um he's going to be like you know the original Emma who just went on to be a movie star yeah I can't even remember her name now yeah but, but it's, um, it, yeah, it's this. It's exactly like you said. It's exactly the same. It's 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 uh, it's Emma's trying to present this perfect. We're all fine. We all get on really well. Yeah. There's no issues with the fact that you know for the first two years of it, for the first six months of his life, he didn't know who his dad was, and or we didn't know who his dad was, and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, and, and they all lived the rowing and all yeah. that, and and him being trailer trash and all that. Yeah, that was quite sad, wasn't it? When he just sort of went you know you think it's been fine that we've been living in this caravan and mm. actually you can imagine he gets to you know I went to a school and the, there were a few kids that lived in caravans and they were so bullied mm. and, and there were a few yep. roaming oh what's the word nowadays travelers yeah I mean we called them you yeah. know there was a horrible word for yes. people like that in those yeah. days but um and they got so bullied it was horrible Lucy mm. yeah and you know of course you're going to be fu- f- Fannied up by that. <laughs> Fannied. I think um, any when you're a teenager, anything. Well, when you're at school, it, having the wrong pencil case can be disastrous. Yes, having the wrong bag. Yeah. If you didn't have a head bag when you were at my school, yeah, you were nobody. Yeah. Yeah. You saddo. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, so 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 having something like that. That yeah, really kids are so mean. Uh, at our school, I had to do. We had to do the the. We were part of the prevent program, and they taught us about um, grooming, and how. Wow, all the that's different... very forward thinking. Mm. Wow. Uh, and it was all to do with um, how groomers identify kids that are going to be open to being groomed, who are looking for something, who are lacking something that makes them a good target, and the man said to us, "It can be." Uh, it can even be something as if you are considerably taller than the other kids in your class. Yeah. That can be it. Because then you, so the groomers will, so the, gang, the gangs keep an eye out on playgrounds, stuff like that, and they'll go over to the kid and they'll go, you look like you don't fit in with these kids. Do you want to come and, you know, yeah. hang out with us or whatever? And then that's all it takes. And they look for kids who've had... Um, you know, single pa- uh, single parents, and uh, you know, so the kids are looking for some sort of other figure, or uh, you know, a kid that's bullied, or a kid that looks different, or you know, anything. And uh, yeah, it's George is absolutely it, right for that, and and a part of all that Andrew Tate stuff is it's a form of grooming. 
Yeah, but it's so sad, isn't it, as well? Mm. When you think how hard Emma has worked and worked yeah. and worked to keep to keep a roof over that, well, and Ed as well, obviously. Yeah. It, I just found that scene so, yeah. so chilling and, yeah. and sad. And, but yeah. Th- yeah, it's just been such an exciting couple of weeks. Yes, really good. I lo- I've loved it. Yeah, and really sort of accurate psychologically, apart from one bit, which we will come to later, I think, because we've had a oh. million gazillion emails. Which Can I just will... quickly play this bit? Because I, yeah. I, I know this is all from last week and I'm sort of... But this is... I know I know how much you loved this. Basically, a field with two stalls and a donkey ride. Oh, my. And that donkey did not look well. <laughs> it's a bit ironic that his name was Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> that was obviously a dare. I you hated that... it! No, it was but... like, how loud can you be? That was definitely those two going <laughs> I, I dare you to like laugh over loudly when we say Ferrari because <laughs> was... that was that was totally a dare you it was tell. like um it was like a child at a pantomime yeah but I thought that was so funny I hated it yeah I know <sighs> anyway that was a little present for you thank you very for much for my travels much appreciated next time you can bring me coffee um right this is from Gemma Campbell who says did we hear slut and shagging being said on the archers I was shocked many times this week but mostly so when my husband who doesn't listen to the archers but has developed a love of audiobooks told me listen to the man voicing this he is so amazing so chilling I listened to a man discussing in detail a stage made of bodies that screamed in pain when stood on it was Rob I screamed to the very confused husband Rob is voicing Warhammer books and not a more perfect <laughs> voice could they have found, I half expected to say, Helen. <laughs> Although actually Adam was sounding a bit like Rob when he approached Henry on his phone. Yes. What Hello. are you doing? I know, I thought, Ugh, and then realised who it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah so weird. George, I'd have, if I was Paul Henry, I'd have pissed myself out. Um, uh, I'm going to have to sort of paraphrase people's emails because yeah. there are so many. Uh, Gemma said... Uh, that she thinks that Georgie is going to attack a woman, possibly Hannah <gasps> or Fallon. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would be horrible. Mm-hmm. How the uncle-father love triangle hasn't been a thing before, I don't know. When I was in high school, there were two boys with the same dad a few months apart in age. One of the boys had grown up with the dad and his wife. He was a local successful businessman, and the son had the perks that went along with that. The other had a very different life, just him and his mum. But everyone knew about it. It was the worst-kept secret, and the boys looked very alike. Oh, See, God. how can you, yeah. as an adult, you've got a responsibility to go, yep, we've got to just talk about this. We've got to face it and we can't. But then it's so difficult. It, it, it is. Then, and it also, is. in a way, it isn't anyone else's business. The trouble mm. is, amongst adults, it's no one else's business, but it's the kid in the playground yeah. who's going to get, yeah. Um, yeah. like, you know, grief yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, did you notice when, um, oh, I hate but the bit that made me want to leap into my radio and throttle George was when, uh, Ed said, you still haven't apologised to your mother for calling her that thing last week because yeah. he called her a slut. Yeah. And George went, yeah, that was unfortunate, wasn't it? <laughs> that was a shame. But he's so, so bad he's good, isn't he? No, he's just bad and horrible and I hate him and I don't want him on my radio. He's got, an, he's got a comeback for everything. Yeah. He's horrible though. The Hannah stuff is actually even worse than the slut yeah. stuff. But it's, Will, the 
so annoying, isn't he? When when um. Oh. When he was, you know, George was sort of going, it would be really good for Hannah to go back home and look after yeah. her mum. And Will's going, oh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Right, right, That's that very up. thoughtful, son. Well done. Oh, I thought you pillock. But um, just briefly, quickly, where is Will at the moment? Where is he if he's not at... I mean, I know he's not at the cottage. He's living but... with uh, Clary and Eddie. Oh, yeah. So he's going to be massively out of pocket, though, isn't he? Yes, yeah. that's actually quite a massive decision yeah. for him because if, yeah. if, if he's if he's only paying rent to his mum and dad, it's not going to be nearly as much as the mortgage. He's yeah, be this paying. is one of the issues I've got that everybody is being taken for a ride by, and he's not that. No. He's still only an eighteen-year-old boy. I mean, why people are listening to him with quite the reverence that they are is a little bit far-fetched i think mm, yeah 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 exactly exactly i found that a bit far-fetched and also is Pop- poppy won't be living there permanently will she because she presumably lives with her dad half the time yes so yeah anyway that's uh, that those are mm. sort of just little details i wasn't 100 percent sure about yes no well i always find where they're all living around there yeah very yeah confusing yeah uh yeah mm. um this is from daniel millichip Yes. Uh, who is our, as he can't be our youth correspondent anymore, he's just no. got to be our gay correspondent, I think. Okay, fine. Um, he says, hello, lovelies. Sorry for the lack of correspondence. I've been so busy eating Waitrose Essential Tiramisu. Polishing oh my God, the, I love that. Polishing the rugby club and playing with the silver as we Stanfordians do or something like that. I've had one too many whispering angels. I was also mulling over the episode where Georgie served his parents piping hot tea to try to work out where this may have come from. I am wondering currently if perhaps another factor is that the guilt Emma feels has led to Molly coddling, yes, Mm -hmm. which in turn gives George unreasonable expectations of how women should treat him, yes. He has also experienced unnecessarily overprotective interactions with Clary and Susan, yes. Mm -hmm. Over to Helen and her decision to not explain Rob's situation to Henry and Jack. Here we are watching in real time a parent making a decision that has potential to lead to a huge amount of anger against the parent in future years, not allowing her son to meet his father one last time. He's yeah. part of Jack, whether anyone likes it or not. I wonder if this is meant to stand side by side against the George storyline for that reason. The Grundys are experiencing family secrets, or at least not talking about things, playing out in future years. Oh, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're so on the yeah. same wavelength. And another coincidence, Lucy, I adore Waitrose Essential Tiramisu. It's actually nicer than like a really expensive tiramisu. It's almost nicer than the, well, it is nicer than the tiramisu I had in Italy. Yes. So with you, Daniel. Oh, my God. I prefer... um, Our our Italian audience, if you had one, but anyway. Everything else in in Italy is better. But Waitrose Essential Termosi is delicious. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My friend has a child who has... uh, He doesn't listen, so it's all right. Okay. Um, Who has uh, 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 behavioural issues. And uh, they saw a psycho, uh, you know, a child psychologist about mm-hmm. it. And she was adopted, this little girl, oh. uh, from birth. Yeah. Uh, and her mother had an extremely traumatic um, life, chaotic, the birth traumatic life. The birth mother. Yeah. And uh, they said, but how? And she said, this is a re- this is a reaction of trauma. The the what the things that the little girl is doing is a reaction yeah. of trauma. And uh, my friend was going, but how? I mean, we were there at the birth. We took her straight away. There were, you know, the, the mother's still involved in her life. There's, you know, they did it absolutely textbook. Yeah. As you're supposed to do it. 
And um, the psychologist said, you don't think it starts with birth, do you? Yeah. She said, they hear what's happening. They hear, they feel the adrenaline rush that the mother's going through from, from um, rouse and anxiety yeah. and worry. And she was taking drugs as well. And, you know, all this stuff. She said, they don't come out empty little vessels no. that you fill up with love. That it's all, it's all there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a very traumatic time for Emma being pregnant because she didn't know yeah. who the father was. She was still unsure about whether or not she should be married to uh, Will when she wanted to be with Ed. And all of that will have, will have had an impact on yeah. Georgie. For shizzles. Um, Jeff said last week that uh, he wanted us to make Borchester blue cheese. And Anne has suggested that uh, Jeff could become a missionary and tell people about cheeses. <laughs> Thank you, Anne, in Ottawa. Yes. Um, uh, Joe Annis said, Hello, uh, lovely ladies, Jeff and Cooper. Thank you for the podcast. I love it more than listening to The Archers, which I now do purely so I can keep up with you. I seem to remember back in the days of the horrendous Ursula staying with Helen and Rob that there were hints that Rob's father had behaved in exactly the same controlling and gaslighting way with Ursula and his sons. Have I imagined that, Joe? No, you have not. I also remember that. Yes, Because all of us armchair psychologists went, aha, yes. Yeah, well remembered. Yes. Uh, Bridget is taking issue with Jeff and his um, and his uh, fastidious uh, mentioning of the amount that a pint is and a US pint. She says a British pint is 20 fluid ounces, a US pint is 16 fluid ounces. A pint of water weighs a pound and a quarter, that's how you remember it, in the UK. Oh. And a pint weighs a pound all the world round, US, and clearly false, wow. she says. So there wow. we go. Um, oh, God. Now... Uh, ba, ba, ba. so that's the da, 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 da. Ah, okay this is from ellen hughes dr ellen hughes who is a vet yes uh, love a vet she said she stopped listening for ages and then when her friend messaged her and said rob is back <laughs> she started downloading the omnibuses again and got completely <laughs> straight back in again she said i will soon be joining the fake committee acting in the panto and marrying a local <laughs> Um, she said the actor who plays Miles is amazing there are so many similarities to Rob's mannerisms but I wasn't convinced by his take on their marriage as I remember it Rob's family believed he was the innocent party who Helen tried to murder and then got away with it despite his Rob-like outburst at the end I'm surprised he's willing to talk to her let alone want her involved in Rob's life again well I think though however blinded you are by Rob if he is your brother you're going to know that yeah. That, that there's probably, you know, you're going, you, you, you're going to know what kind of person he is. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Ellen also says, um, I am raging having just listened to Sunday's episode where Lee goes all soft hearted father, father about Rob's access to Henry and Jack. When Lee first met Rob during Tom's idiotic visit, he came back and said something to Helen along the lines of, you were right all along. He really knows how to manipulate people. No shit, Sherlock. It's almost like that might have been why it took her stabbing him to escape the relationship. This brief moment of insight is obviously long gone, though, as he now seems to feel like the needs of the man who raped and abused his partner should take precedence over the decisions of said abused partner over how she protects her children and herself. 
like generally quite likely, but this week he seems either so self-involved that he can't see any absent father scenario without imposing his own feelings on it, or to trust Helen so little he thinks his own two meetings with Rob give him as much insight into his personality as the years of abuse she suffered. Either way, hashtag me too and hashtag believe women clearly pass Lee by. Twat. Yes, I agree, <laughs> Ellen. Well, I think it's tricky though, Lucy, because... No, it's not. It, but, you know, like, because I haven't you know being in a an abusive relationship yet well no not yet sorry i didn't mean that that's not even funny um because i because i i'm also going well maybe it is better if they see him and say goodbye or only because you don't want henry to turn around in 30 years and go yeah but you talk you know you it's just i think it's really hard because i think he, it's like jeff said last week tell him Tell him and explain. Tell who? Tell Tell Henry and Jack oh, yeah, what's happening. Yeah, yes. But yeah. say, there's a reason why I'm not letting yeah. you see him, why it's not a good idea, and it's this. Just pretending that none of it's happening is disastrous. Yeah. No, exactly. I agree. Mm. I agree. But then maybe you have to say, you know, but it's very difficult, isn't it? Because he's going to die, and maybe for Henry in the future... At least he'll... Oh, yeah, I know. It's really hard, isn't it? But for Henry's sake and Jack's sake, could the could the sort of um, picture not be sort of repainted a bit so that they get to say goodbye to their... Because to know, even though your parent is a monster, isn't it still important for a child to know that, they, that their parent loved them? Well, no, not in that case, because he has no understanding of what love is. For him, love is control. I know, but he's going to die. So but, Henry's never going to know that. But Henry will then get, walk into but the But Henry would future. meet Rob and not have a clue that Rob was being disingenuous. Rob, no. Henry would genuinely believe that Rob yeah. did love him. Uh, oh, yeah. And then it would come as a horrible shock when he realised that, you know... It's, a, it's an impossible situation. It's I would just difficult. wait till he's literally on his deathbed. Mm. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Beep. And then Henry can Hello, just go. Hello, Daddy. And... Boo. Hi, Daddy. Yeah. I get lost, Dad. <laughs> I hate you. I thought Henry was so. Yeah. I've so had a good brilliant. idea. Tell you what, Henry. What do you mean? Is your battery a bit low? Just unplug Daddy's. Just there. Yeah. Plug that. Plug it Charge. in there. There you go. Charging. Oh, he's gone. Oh. Oh, Henry. Don't text your. Oh, do text your friends. <laughs> when Henry went, get lost. I hate yeah. you. And then stayed on the phone. I yeah. thought it was so clever. Yeah. Yeah. And Rob was so horrible. Yeah. And I hated it, but I can, yeah. I just feel, you know. I, when he it's said, that so... makes me feel very happy. Are you going to yeah. email me? Are you going to message me? That makes me very happy. And Henry sort of but going, I oh, think, okay. I think Henry is going to be the, the, the strong one in this relationship. Mm. And eventually, is. I think he is going to tell Helen, probably. Mm. Because his love for Helen is so much stronger than his love mm. for Rob. But, oh, it just it depends how much Rob gets in his head about, you know, sometimes but Helen, you, if but you it, love someone, you don't want to share them. That's what yeah, he said to Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Yes, that was horrible. That was yeah. so creepy. But but then on the other hand, Helen, stupid Helen, because she should have, she should have said, you know, he he will try and get in touch with you, mm. and and he's not well, mm. and but and you yeah. know and but I think can't you say to a kid. You know he's, he, you know this. He's a he's an evil man. Blah blah blah. Mm. But if you want to say goodbye to him, that's your decision. I think 
the issue, I think it's all about secrets. And if you are able to say to your child, if someone tells you that you shouldn't tell me something, then that means that they're doing something that might harm you. And that's when you should tell me. If you, but as a parent, that then means you have got to be above reproach and not keep secrets from them. Because if they know you're keeping secrets, that becomes natural for them. And they're like, right, okay, you don't always have to tell everybody everything. Mm. Um, but because that's how abusers work. The first thing that abuser will always say is this is our secret. You don't need to tell mummy. It would upset her. It would make her sad. It could make her die. Um, other people don't need to know this. It's just between you and me. You're grown up. I'm grown up, blah, 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 blah. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. But And if you can teach your child that that's a somebody asking you to keep that sort of secret is a bad thing, then it, it, Henry's guard would have been up then and he would have then yeah. told his mum. Yeah. But because he knows yeah. she's keeping secrets he's like right well, okay exactly. well let's all do it then yeah 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 exactly yeah you've got to trust me i'm over i'm listening you know that's that's what yeah especially because he's heard it all anyway yeah and he's a very bright little boy isn't he but also i do i can i do <laughs> I, I can see where lee's coming from lee's feeling very confused as well as yeah a, he's he's had to sort of say goodbye to his kids and then take on this whole new but drama. also that did that really really did it, it, uh, like with the other lady, that that really, really did get right on my nerves. Like Ellen said, uh, that he said, "Oh, oh, he is a bit of a manipulator, isn't he?" And you think, "What? You think she was making this up?" Yeah, but you don't know. You, yeah, it's hard though because you could never understand the extent. I don't think if you've, unless you've been in that sort of relationship, you could never understand the extent of that. Because if someone says, "Oh, coercive control." you know, and you probably have read about it in the news, you still wouldn't quite understand what it's like to go through that, I don't think. But whatever, if your wife tells you that she was yeah. in such a state that she had to stab somebody, yeah, 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 you know, you don't then go, oh, oh, no, I can see now why you did, you know, she didn't do it from a bloody laugh. She went to prison for crying out loud. What a tit, honestly. What, just because he told you what dress to yeah. wear? Oh, my God. He was just taking an interest, Helen. God. <laughs> he just didn't want you to look crap. He just wanted you to look better than you do at the moment. Look, put, try my white trainers on. They go with everything. Um, this is from Steve Barry, who says, Now, I do not wish to question one of Jeff's tingles. At his age, you have to take what you can. But I disagree about his thoughts on the sausage roll. In the conversation between Brad and George, George. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. ...does not deny it was his sausage roll. He only argued that they couldn't prove it was his. And I seem to remember him all but admitting it. I think the, je- the tap that Jeff referred to is probably a shunt, a tube to stop hydrocephalus, yes. often associated with post-brain surgery with patients. Regarding the George outburst, I am with Lucy. The complicated arrangement with his parentage is a reason he might find uh, he might struggle with things, but he's definitely not an excuse for how he treats most people, but especially women. He wouldn't know the truth if it hit him in the face with a wet fifth fish. Should Helen let Tichinob meet Jack? For my money, probably yes, but for Jack's sake, rather than for Rob or Slime. An unsubtle anagram of Miles. Parental relations are complicated at the best of times. Helen was prepared to let Jack make his own decision when he was old enough and fate has moved to that goalpost. Not letting him meet his father is potentially punishing Jack. As for the rest of Bridge Farm, Fallon opened a tea shop at the charging station. I appreciate they have other stuff going on and I sympathise, but someone should be handling the rest of life and not keeping everything a secret and expecting everyone else to wait patiently. Fallon has a husband who's unhappy in his job and their priorities are just as valid as Bridge Farm. Plus, they happily wasted an entire afternoon oh, looking at how to episode. crew a sodding boat. A whole I episode on what should, do you think Johnny should get? As you said, he's gone, love. He's yeah. on the high seas. Yeah. He's not yeah. coming back. And he wasn't saying, please, can I? He was basically going, "Um, I'm doing this because I'm, you know, I'm 24. This is an amazing opportunity. I'm not coming back to... I mean, he he has sort of... I did feel sorry for Hannah, though, because he's sort of leaving her in the... Yeah. You know, she's the one that has to find a new... Well, she doesn't now, obviously, but I was thinking, if anyone's got a complaint, it's Hannah, because she's going to have to find someone to uh, sublet to. Yeah. But, but, you know, I'm sorry, he's gone. Yeah. And you're all just jealous. And he should have gone as well. Absolutely. Yes. That's exactly what yes. he needs to do. Just make sure you wear a hat, Johnny. Because yeah. it's very hot on the yes, scene. On the we know he's... Um, oh, yes, yes. Exposed. A bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, yes, yes. thin on the ground. But I know I'm very excited for him. I am too. I'm quite I, sad, though, because we're never going to see him again, are we? I, well, I He'll hope... come back when he's 50 and cause chaos. Oh, yeah. it's, it is... It is yeah, it is weird, isn't it? Because in a way, they didn't even have to. I'd completely forgotten that. I mean, I, 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 if he'd just never have returned from his travels, I'm not sure I would have noticed because we're so used to characters yeah. being yeah. out of the yeah. audio loop for ages. Yeah. Oh, look, there's Johnny on the catch tractor. Give him a wave. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Tick. But I guess they had to do that because of the number one, the green, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Um, and also just to keep the count down. <laughs> <sighs> uh, this is, do you remember Richard Keeling? Jeff accused him of sending us the worst email ever in the history of Ambridge on the Couch. Um, or Ambridge on the Coach, as Richard has put it, which I don't know where we're going, but anyway. Um, because he, his sister failed to find out anything about the actress that played yes. Pip Archer. Yes. yes. Um, he said, firstly, I would like to offer my sincere apologies for sending in the worst email ever in the history of Amateur on the Couch. I know I've let you down. I've let myself down. Most importantly, <laughs> I let the Pip Archer fan club down. And for that, I'll never <laughs> forgive myself. Um, my sister said that real life Pip Archer was lovely. My sister even held her baby for a while. When my <laughs> sister mentioned she held her baby, I got slightly confused for a while as I was thinking Rosie wouldn't need holding. She could just run around and burn off some of that storyline 
borderline fat that never became anything. Then I realised this is real life and Rosie doesn't exist. I would have gone round to the party as soon as I knew there was an archer in the area, but I was on a train from London back to Newcastle. However, it was my sister's neighbour's birthday party, so over the next year I'm going to implant myself into his life so that he has to invite me to all his future social gatherings where there may be a real-life archer. Failing that, I'll just bounce on my niece's trampoline, looking over at the party until they get so weirded out they just invite me over. The scene on Sunday between George and Henry made me feel really uncomfortable and I'm not sure why. Was it just because Hannah, George is such an evil character? I also think George is going to do something horrible to Hannah mm. or maybe Mia. I also wondered why Helen hadn't blocked Miles's number. But he is realistically the one who will let Helen know when Rob has actually died and we can all forget about this. She still needs that link to Rob or she'll never know for sure that this has all ended. Yes, I can see that. Um... I think George, I don't think George is daft enough to do anything outright evil, like overtly evil. He'll do subtle Machiavellian evil. Yes. I don't think he'd hurt Mia either because he no. does seem to genuinely like mm. her and, you know, and it has a little bit of fondness for Brad too. Yeah. Uh, this is from Janine who says, I think George helping Mia and Brad is a reminder that he does have a nice side. But what are the Grundy three going to do about George? They all seem to be too interested in ferret fate to care. Uh, I agree it's with telling, Jean. isn't it, that we haven't bothered talking yeah. about fate for weeks. I agree with Auntie Jean. Please cut some presenters' overpaid wages and give us more characters back because yes. this cull isn't working. And I've done my podcast vote. Thank you, Jean. Oh, thank you, Jean. If anybody would uh, like to go to britishpodcastawards.com and um, you can vote for us. You can vote for Listener's Choice. At the po- well, there's a a lot of controversy at the uh, Britpod Awards. Have you seen that? No. Because so, to attend the British Podcast Awards, mm-hmm. I think tickets start at about £270. What? Yeah. Well, um, no, it can't be that much, can it, for a ticket? Can't be. But there's, there's a lot of controversy because the ticket prices are so high. So if you're nominated, you can't go unless you're... Uh, uh, they can't be that much, can they? Anyway, everyone's moaning about the fact they can't go. So what's the point of even doing the award show? Okay. But anyway, but um, we won't go, but we will uh, <laughs> We will have a lovely... Uh, if we win, we'll have a big party and you're yes, all invited. You're all so yes. do vote. And Lucy, you can vote as many times as you want. Oh, I've actually cast three votes for us. I don't think I've yes. even voted for us yet. I'll do that now. I'll do that. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I knew you wouldn't bother. Yeah, so I've done one for you and Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> And Cooper. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Laura Jackson wants to is going to Seattle uh, soon and says, yeah. uh, oh, I'll be in Seattle with... for three weeks. She said, "Can could you facilitate an introduction among your Seattle listener, in brackets, or give them or me our contact info? It would be great to have a meet-up. And the next email was from uh, Mary Schmietert, who is in Seattle. So you two need to meet up. I will check with you both and then give you each other's email addresses and then you can talk about the arches yeah. to your little heart's content yeah. in the rain. Um, this is from Mary Schmittert, who says, I don't like Georgie. He may someday redeem himself and replace his grandfather on the parish council. Until then, I think he's a bad one. Um, it was funny that Ed and Emma both identified budding sociopath Georgie as having a problem with women and then move on with the conversation. It's not like he's lactose intolerant. He's a budding misogynist. <laughs> I just heard Georgie once will to chuck Hannah out of the house at number one, the green. This is no desire to reconnect with his father. This is Georgie looking to get his own back. If you ask me, which you didn't, but thanks for listening anyway. <laughs> with kind regards, Mary 
president the I'm not too fond of, fond of George Grundy organization. <laughs> uh, when, you know, everyone went, oh, shagging. Uh, yes. Uh, that, shagging's not rude though, is it really? Not, it's not Radio 4, but it's not rude. Um, uh, I said cock I mean, up. Do you think young people even Lincoln know Radio what? And I got told off and they said cock up is not a is not a BBC word. Well, Lucy, mm. it does have the word cock in it. Yes. Once I worked for a children's um, entertainment company and we did a party for a load of five-year-olds and, um, <laughs> and I just sort of said to the kids, and they're like five, and I said, okay, now everybody let's wiggle your bottoms. And the, the boss just whispered, she went, we don't say bottom at Marvellous Productions. <laughs> and what I was like, oh my gosh. You don't say bottom. What do they say then? Well, should you just don't mention the rear area. Oh, you don't mention your rear. Bottom oh. is the only word that a five-year-old finds funny. Apart oh. from Willie. Yes. Oh. <laughs> right, little children, let's wiggle your asses. <laughs> just uh, no. Anyway, <laughs> but um, you should be able to say cock up because yes. that does nothing to do with cock, is it? No. That was like saying you can't say. That cock woke me up. No, no, hang on, that would be no, because that's ambiguous. Well, no, l- lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> Terry White said that when Eddie broke the news to Kathy uh, about um, about Kenton, no, about Sid, he used the phrase "he's shagging Jolene Rogers." Oh, mm. seems like quite an old-fashioned word though. Now, shagging, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Uh, he also says, I've been doing some online rootling. I can give absolutely no guarantees to these figures being bang up to date, but I calculate that if EastEnders may do with just one fewer background artist per day, <laughs> then an annual saving of approximately £23,000 could be made. This budget could then be passed to the Archers, uh, which would result in an additional full-time actor to being recruited for each and every day that the Archers are in the studio recording. There's one bloke in the back corner of the Vic or a woman examining the tat on Whitney's stall. Who do I write to with my suggestion? If only we knew, Terry. Sadly, I don't think he's asked, but anyway. Uh, we'll pass it on to Kerry, Kerry Davis. Um, Patricia Johnson said about Bridge Farm. On Wednesday, they said they were too busy to talk about Fallon and the Ambridge Tea Room. On Wednesday, they, on, on the, uh, the Bridge Farm Tea Room. On Wednesday, they seemed to find more than two hours to talk over Johnny's plans. Yeah. All the housewives, <laughs> wherefores and guesstimates. Contacting Sharon, poring over photographs, doing internet research, deciding how they can cover his duties for four months without any thought for how much a strong young man can do compared to an elderly man who has multiple health problems. That's the scriptwriters trying to balance the budget. Uh, bring back the cast. Is there a petition? I don't use social media. Where should I direct my dissatisfaction? To the same place as Terry White. We don't know. It's not it us. Does, it does seem strange though, because the, yeah. cause the, the, the Archers must be one of the BBC's biggest podcasts. Yeah. And, and maybe it's not massive globally, but it, mm. it must, it's always sort of the top number one podcast, isn't it? Yeah. So they must get, they, they're doing all right, surely. <laughs> Well, so how- I don't know. It's just, but it's really, really noticeable now. It's almost becoming a feature yeah. of it. Who yeah. we're getting rid of or who's, you know, ugh, mm. I don't like it. Um, Steve says that the Georgie's character is now straight out of EastEnders script writing. It really <laughs> yeah. is going down the soap on a trope road. 
and he doesn't like it. Um, Juliet Fletcher is still obsessed with uh, Cheese Window Man, um, uh, the man that was like John Cleese, the funny-looking man who was seen by Helen. She's still convinced that something's going oh, to happen yeah. about that. Uh, I don't oh, yeah, there was someone. Yeah, because we all thought it was Rob. Yeah, that was just to yeah. spook us, wasn't it? She says, "By day, I write crime fiction." No. And I love a good bit of misdirection, but it didn't Ooh. feel like one of those. It felt like a tiny detail foreshadowing some future danger. Classic domestic suspense. Was he a spy? Was Helen just jumpy? We need to know. I think Rob will turn up looking through that window. It has to be to do he'll with the have, window. He'll, ha- he'll be holding Henry. He'll be the, holding Jack. The third window. window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, wind, the window cracked from side to side. There's, <laughs> it's got to be to do with the window, hasn't it? <laughs> Um, and she said, I also hope everybody heard Tracy Horribin, Susie Riddell, turn up on Six Music Radio this Thursday, chatting oh, to yes. Jay Wiley and Steve Lamack about being a teenager during Britpop. I haven't Such listened to that yet. Such an unexpected crossover <laughs> and leading to Joe and Steve joking about co-hosting the Ambridge Fate. Uh, it's because Steve Lamack's a huge Archers fan, isn't he? <laughs> I want to listen. I, have, I haven't listened to that yet. I want to listen to that. And I haven't listened to the, all the Blur stuff that Radio 2 have done. There's a, there's a lot to listen to on s-s-s-sounds. It's because I've been listening to, I downloaded for my holiday, People Who Know Me on BBC Sounds, which is, with, which is this brilliant audio oh, thriller. Oh, yes. Is it good? With, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Rosamund Pike. Ha. Yeah, it's brilliant. That was the spy one? No, the spy one was, she was presenting oh. that. That was the Russian thing. This is an audio drama. It's adapted from a book and it's called People Who Know Me or People Who Knew Me. It's on sounds and it's Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie's in it as well. But Rosamund Pike is the main woman. It's excellent. Ooh. Yeah, very good. Um, ah, this is from Oh, and if you want to listen to the uh, the Banksy story uh, podcast. Oh, you're in that, aren't you? Yes, a little bit in that. Yes. yes. I had lunch with Rachel the other day and she said... Oh, yeah, Keith's, uh, Keith's yeah. done a lot for it, hasn't yeah. he? Um, yes, unfortunately, James was getting me to do it on the busiest week of my life. Oh. So, and I didn't know it was going to be quite as big a radio thing as it was. <laughs> I didn't didn't put a hundred percent effort into it. Which I was left in the now. background yelling. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I had to do it in a really stressful week, and I was a bit cross about it. Oh, <laughs> I hope that doesn't come across. <laughs> well, apparently, Keith said you were marvelous. Oh well, that's very kind of darling. him. But marvelous, I think a lo- most of my stuff got cut. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, Michael Gorman, the doorman, said, I find it really hard to believe in George as a cunning master manipulator, Titchener class. His revenge on Hannah is far above his previous record as a surly little rotter. In addition to that implausibility, and I know Ambridge isn't real, how is it that a small English village in which most of the inhabitants are, it seems, mute, has housed two Rasputins, and one of them is an apparently not very bright 18-year-old? All the best, Michael Gorman. Good point, Michael. Exactly. Yes. Yes, Yes, it's too much. Too much, too much. Now, did you listen to last week's What the Hell is Happening? Yes, I did, and I... I remember. I remember thinking I knew what. Can you just remind? Give me a. It was the singing islands in the stream. Yes, islands in the stream. I definitely remember it because I remember thinking because they did it on Gavin and Stacey. They did islands in the stream, right? Didn't they? And and then I think I did a Shambridge off the back of that, an X Factor one. So I definitely remember it, but I'm not. I'm not 100 sure unless they were doing a talent show. Right. Well, what it was, this is from Patricia, 
I thought uh, they sung it beautifully. Yeah. He said, Harrismant was auditioning to join Jolene's band for the local talent segment at Loxfest. I can't remember when we found out that he used to be in a tribute band of the Spice Girls, or was that a dream? No, it wasn't a dream. Maybe it was around then. It was not a dream. Yes, Um, I knew it was a talent thing. Catherine Rowan-Jones said, I think this week the clip was a fundraising talent night at the Bull, possibly following the flood and Kenton's failure to renew the insurance. I'm almost certainly wrong. Uh, Thank you, Catherine. Uh, oh, these aren't necessarily the right answers no. you're giving out here. Oh. Um, and James tells us that it was it was Harrison's audition for the Midnight Walkers, a band Jolene was a member of. There was a planned reunion of the band to perform at Loxfest, the music festival at Lower Loxley. However, the other members didn't want to rejoin, so Jolene held auditions for the rest of the band. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And if you want to go to Shambridge on SoundCloud, I actually did an X Factor special mm-hmm. featuring Jolene and Fallon. And not Harrison, because he's a boy. Yes. <laughs> um, James Everett said, what is going to go down in that? He's talking about the um, paella. What is going to go down in that tent? I think you probably mean who. Uh, Stella is be... really weaving her way into Pip's life. And if Rosie's already a big fan of Stella's, then will they make a happy little family? Well, Weaver will be alongside them as well. Mm. So um, it will be... Sticky in that tent, won't it? But they can't because they've already done that with Loxfest. Yeah. They did... Uh, also also featured in my Shambridge page. Roy they and They did Roy and Elizabeth mm. in the tent. Intense. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, they, they, they'll get close. I mean, physically and mm. mentally closer. Yep. Uh... Now, Grace King has said... I'd never want to go camping with Pip, would you? No. I'd hate to go camping with Pip. Yes. Just saying. Whatever you did, she'd be telling you why it would be better if you did it a different way. Exactly! Also, what the bleeding hell has it got to do with her, what Brian does with his cherries? Yes, she was so rude. She just turned up, swaggered across the field and said, oh, yeah, yeah, no, she's right, you want to get rid of those. And Brian's like, all right then. I I know. Pardon? Who are you? So rude. And to be fair to Adam, when Adam went, but Mum loved these cherry trees. Brian was out of order. Yeah. Yeah. He well, he that's sort of him being ultra defensive, wasn't it? And yes. going. But he does just flip flop. He has no loyalty to anybody, Brian. No, he just flip flops really around depending on. Also, a load of lovely cherry trees. You can't just cut no, them down. No. I was di- disgusted from W twelve. <laughs> You can't chop trees down. Yeah. Anyway. Well, he said, leave the trees. Oh, and yeah. And she said, no, they'll attract that fly. Oh, stupid it was. woman. I'll have the cherries. I mean, to be fair, surely if you go to the village, does anyone want to come? Cherries, quite right. I mean, I was quite interested because I have noticed this year, Lucy. I haven't bought any cherries because they are so expensive. Yeah, they're ludicrously expensive. Ludicrously expensive. Yeah. So if someone in my village said, oh, there's some cherries going... I'd be mm. straight over there picking them if yeah. I could eat them. So um, keep them for the village. Also, I didn't like Tracy going, see, you will get British workers if you play us properly. <laughs> yeah. I thought, oh, but shut up. I know, but they have to do... No, but they had to do that because then later Stella was going, you know, there yeah. aren't basically... She was like, yeah. there aren't anyone. Yeah. <laughs> they, they love they love the balance. <laughs> It always comes down to Brexit. I know. And, but they, Good or they, bad. But they have to make, you know, it was just because it was Tracy and I thought, oh, no, too. Oh, I didn't like that. <laughs> How um, much were they getting paid? Because that sounds like a fun job. 
for the well, summer she said holidays. Her back was hurting already, and it was only lunchtime. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That is back breaking, and you have to go up ladders. Yeah. Oh God, my legs shake if I'm on a step ladder. I get to step two, and I'm yelling for William to come and hold the end. Um, uh, Grace King has messaged and said, "I am the sister of Dorothy, who wrote in a while ago that she was sad I no longer listened. Well, I'm back. <laughs> Yay! And I've even got my friend in Germany to listen. If you read this out, hi, Micah. Hello, Micah. Hello, Mika." Mika. Mika. She's told me how to pronounce it. Oh, well, I know a Mika. I know well, a German Mika. You. Well, this I was saying hello. M-A-I-K-E. I know, but Lucy, I was saying hello to my friend oh, Mika. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah? So, um, hang on. So, hello, Mika. And hello, Mika. Uh, I love what the hell is happening here segment. However, when you read out the answer from the previous week, I find it hard to remember what the one sounded yes. like. I've not got a great memory. If it's possible, it would be very fun to hear it again the next yes. week before you give the answer. I haven't had a chance to do it this week, Grace, but I will do it next week because I we think could a do lot a of recap. Can't forget. Yes. Isn't it weird? I can can't never, can't ever, ever remember what it was no. the week before. No. Okay. So when you say, do you know what it was? Well, I can't even remember. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> And even if you could remember, you I could just know anyway. act it out, couldn't I? Yes. Okay. No. I'll... No. Yes. No. Okay. So that. this is this week's what the hell is happening? Okay. Here. You exciting. ready? Yeah. What the hell is happening? What the hell is happening here in Croatia? <laughs> Forward to having a good old chimwag with Jennifer, though. How are you? What about? All sorts of things. I think we've got a lot in common. Like what? Neither of us seem to be very good judges of men. What? Is that it? Yeah. Can you play it again? Forward to having a good old chimwag with Jennifer, though. How are you? What about? All sorts of things. I think we've got a lot in common. Like what? Neither of us seem to be very good judges of men. Uh, eh? What the hell is happening? There. Do you who think... was saying? Who was saying like what? Uh, Could... ne- Neil. Oh, was it? Mm. And it was Christmas because they were playing a Christmas song yeah. in the background, which Got the that. One confusing moment I thought was the Archer's theme tune. Me which too, Lucy. Baffled me a little Weird. bit. Weird. At thought, the start, th- at the start, that sounded like the Archer's, didn't yeah. it? I thought that's a bit post. Um, um. Well, Tracy's so going to Jennifer's for dinner. Christmas. I wonder if it was after Alice and Chris got together and they had to have a family Christmas. Yeah, I mean, Tracy did sound quite young, didn't yeah. she? Hmm. And I wonder if it was after Brian's... Brian and Siobhan, so that everybody knew that Jennifer had been cheated oh. on. Maybe. I do not know. That might have been one of the first times Tracy was back properly. Yeah. She did sound a lot younger. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, interesting. He sounded older. I'm not quite sure how he managed that, but anyway. Didn't, yeah, did not recognise that voice. So, um, I don't know, but I'm looking forward to finding out, Lucy. Yes, and I'll play it again for uh, the next time. Oh, that'd be great. Okay. And now we're going to cross over to Radio Borsetshire. And this week... Um, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to remember. Fabrice has a new uh, business venture that he's discussing with Kate. Ooh. Kelly Marie, are you busy? Keep an eye on my client, please. The muscle relaxing lady. 
Apparently, last time we finished her left leg too quick, and she's been going round in circles ever since. Thank you. No, I can't do it. I have a meeting. Not that it is anything to do with you, Mrs. Nosybody. Ah, here she is. Hello, Kate. Lovely to see you. Hello, Febreze. I'm intrigued about how I can help you. Well, as there is only so many times a week I can spray tan Natasha, I am looking for diversificationment. And I want to set up a wellness website and use you and Spiritual Umus as my alternative therapy consult. Ooh, like Gwynny. Exactly. I know you are often compared to Gwyneth Paltrow. By you, mostly. And I feel that just like with Gwyneth, people are irrationally irritated by you, but no one know why. It's a real gift. Happy to help, Febreze. There's not much I don't know about the wellness space and how to exploit the concerns of the worried well. Exactly. So, here is what I have done already. First, I have make signature scent, which I want to use throughout range. It is very masculine and leather and petrol and is called This Smell Like My Woohoo. What do you think? Love it, Febreze. Any ideas for the name of the wellness site itself? Well, obviously, Gwynny has goop, so I thought Febreze of Felpersham, so foof. And then all users have their own personal account, so that would be my foof. Okay, you might need to rethink that. Oh, why? I like it very much. Well, you can't have people saying, I just need to look up my foof, or I'll just check on my foof. Surely you can see that. No, I'm sticking to my foof, and I'm going to sell all kinds of relaxation equipment. Oh, like Tibetan gongs, massage oils, that sort of thing? Yes, and also this. What is that, Febreze? Is it... A thermos? Sales lady said it was personal massager. I said I was setting up a site called My Foof, and she said she had just the thing for me. It was excellent on my lumbar pain. And then Kelly Marie took it home to try it. And so did Samantha, Carla, Shakira, Lola, and the man who refills the eyelash dye. He said it made him so relaxed he had to phone in sick the next day. Would you like a go? No. I'm not sure you should all be sharing the personal massager, Febreze. Oh, it is fine. We have given it a wipe down. So, what do you think? Well, I think you will have to be very, very careful about the branding. Very careful. Any ideas about logo? Yes, this is what Graham has come up with. He is very art. Oh, yes, I can see where he's going with it. It's quite... Georgia O'Keefe, isn't it? I don't know Georgia O'Keefe, but Graham probably does. He has lots of Mediterranean friends. All those petals unfurling. Hmm. There is a slight issue here, Febreze, that people might think you're running a sort of sex shop. That's right. A sex shop? Yes, it is very sex, my shop. All luxury and smell nice and relax. So, are you in? Why not? I am committed to my foof, Febreze. Oh, that is lovely. Kelly Marie, bring us some vegan Prosecco, please. We are a celebrate. Maybe we could incorporate yurts into your product line, Febreze. Kate! I don't know what yurts are, but they sound disgusting. It is not that sort of shop.
Thank you very much, uh, Febreze and uh, Kate. What thank, is you? Thank you. And Febreze, thank you. what is Jeffy? Thank you. Um, um, right, you are going to love this, uh, yeah. this, uh, this Matt Rodriguez Payne. Oh, and also, we need to send a cheering message to Alex Rodriguez Payne, who is having a bit of a nightmare. Oh, no. Matt's, Matt's missus. Why? She's been doing some DIY and tarting up her daughter's room, and she spent a fortune, and she's worked really, really hard. And something went wrong and she broke a shelf that had lots of priceless childhood memorabilia on it. No. And she broke it and she's feeling absolutely terrible. Oh, no. Oh, Alex, we have all been there. I did broke she blame, my sister's, did she also my do... daughter's first pottery thing that she made. Oh, no. But also, did she do what I would have done and just immediately blamed... Well, obviously, I wouldn't blame Matt because he doesn't live in my house. <laughs> but I just would immediately have blamed Rufus. But I think she's the mistake. only person doing it, and still it doesn't like make any her. difference. <laughs> because if Matt hadn't been composing a song for Ambridge on the Gouch, he might have been there to save the memorabilia. Yes, Matt. Yes, you idiot. What were you doing? Anyway, she's feeling absolutely terrible um, oh, no. about it. So we've all, but Alex, it's fine. Don't worry, honestly. It seems devastating at the time, but it'll all, everyone will forget about it. Or it'll become part of family law and then it will be okay. Don't worry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like when it's, yeah, no, I can't even, it's too traumatic. I can't <laughs> oh dear, don't say that. We can't tell you forget about it and then announce that. <laughs> I don't want to go back to the moment. Oh. But we've all been there. Oh God. <laughs> Um, right. It's always fine. It's always fine when you look back on it in five years. You can laugh yeah. about it. Give it a couple of couple of decades, and it will be absolutely fine, Alex. Honestly, <laughs> um, right? Are you ready for this? This is a proper proper bum wiggle piece. This yes. Is. Ready? Yeah. Oh, don't, look, Lucy. Yes. We don't say bum. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a arse wiggle piece. Thank ready? you. Ready? Yes. Woo! Brilliant, Matt. I'm on a oh. wheelie chair under a sheet and I'm wiggling around <laughs> on my wheelie chair. What if one of your tenants had walked in? My tenants? <laughs> they would have thought there's a ghost living in your house. Yes. Uh, I said uh, to um, Harriet earlier, because, uh, because I'm in such an echoey room, I've covered my 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 um, my uh, computer with a sheet. So I look like one of the ghosts from Scooby-Doo, <laughs> which is just like a big white amorphous blob. <laughs> a salsering ghost. Yes, a salsering ba, ghost. Ba, ba, da, ba. Right, you Boom. need to go to the hygienist, lady. Yep. Oh, God. It'll I be hate fine. the hygienist. Do you hate the hygienist? No. What? Why does no one... I hate it. 
It's horrible. But I told you, take two painkillers before you go. And you won't because you said, no, I'm all natural and I no, don't believe in I'm going to do it. I am. I've actually never genuinely thought about doing that before. Yeah, I'll just well take Nurofen. Yeah, take two. And will then... it numb the pain, though, of my mouth? Yeah, of course it will. Okay. But if you Thanks. do, when's your appointment? It's, it, it's at 10.50. Okay, yeah, so if take it now. Yeah. And then it will have kicked in properly by the time okay. you get there. All right. Okay, I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. I'll do a little audio package. <laughs> Hello, this is Helen. I can't talk. I've got cold water my mouth. In the background. Smashing. <laughs> the last time I went to the dentist, he had to say, um, he's very, very nice and very calming. And he said, just to let you know, there is building work going on next door it's not another dentist drilling. Because he'd had a patient before who just went, oh my God, and nearly ran out because they were like using a pile driver in the, uh, <laughs> the wall. A nudist drill <laughs> for his teeth. Oh my God. Oh. Okay. Okay, be brave. Okay, thanks Lucy. Hashtag be brave. Thank you. Okay, and um, um, I'll play Latin jazz yay. and you run off. Great. And go and All right, I'll go and clean it. Yeah, it'll cheer me up anyway. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> 